Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 85 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm one of the co-founders here at OTM, and we are back for another edition of the Owners Club Strategy Show. We've got Justin and Bach, as always. Justin, how are we doing today? We're doing well. We're doing well. It um, It is interesting for it to be like 70, 75 degrees out, but on Monday night, watch that ridiculous game and uh, I was talking to Leone because you know he's a big Bills fan he went to the game um, that was just something um, wow we'll, we'll, we'll talk through it but that's one of the craziest games I think I've seen since what was it maybe was it LaShawn McCoy had like 25 touches th- maybe it was even 30 touches in a snow game a little while back but yeah it was crazy yeah I don't think we have we ever seen anything to that extreme what, what were your thoughts Bach it was just yeah I, I mean, couldn't even believe what I was watching. Yeah, and I was uh, I was watching some of it, and then I, I turned it off. But I remember checking my phone like midway through the fourth quarter and seeing the Pats had one attempt and one completion passing one. Like like what? This is this is twenty twenty one, not nineteen twenty one. But uh, you know, just absolutely wild. And I mean, the conditions were crazy, but it's still just an unbelievable outcome and um, unbelievable like commitment by the, the Patriots. Okay. We, we're going to run the ball and you know it and doesn't matter. We're still going to do it. And I mean, like, I think we've seen that much snow before. Like, that's not the shocking part. And I just looked it up and it was the snow bowl. I guess they're calling it. But LaShawn McCoy had 29 carries, 217 yards, two TDs. Score was 34-20. Like, that was a shutout. I mean, that was a, that was a shootout. And when didn't come to play for this game what was so crazy was the wind aspect and how one side of the, like in one direction. um, Oh God. um, One, one direction of the stadium. Like I just, the band, you're right. Yeah. How can that's, it's horrible that our society, you can't say one direction now without thinking of a teenage boy band. Um, But like one way of the field, like you could throw and the others you couldn't. And it literally came down to that final play where Josh Allen was, but trying uh, yeah, the Cole Beasley man coverage ended up trying to throw to Gabriel Davis, but the D back knew like, well, he's been thrown to the left side of the field the entire time, both drives and the second quarter um, makes sense that like, that's where he was going again. That was crazy. And just like the, the, the craziest run out in, in low ball, particular this week, big Mo holding on 5.06 points. That's, that's pretty unbelievable. And I mean, look at the new England numbers stacking up QB wide receiver tight end and they like barely score a point combined. Like I'm not even going to pat myself in the back when I remember like Bach and I were talking and he's like, I don't think we see like another game, another week, like under what was it? 18 points or 16, something yeah, like that. Something, something like that, that felt very low. And now we're at five. I am comfortable to say that we will not see that low again this season. I, it might be years and years until we see again, a low ball that low there it is producer coop in the private chat saying will never be beat i don't know coop your steelers are pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> if anyone can they got the it. win this week <laughs> it did big one big one um, yeah yeah just insane and we talked a little bit in the the commissioner note this week about that and just how the stack i mean look at this you're looking at the top 10 and uh, the first nine all have a Patriots stack. Some of them have the Patriots double stack. And it's just, you know, maybe even more important than in the main event to stack your quarterback in at least one of the pass catching positions. Because if you know, your quarterback puts up, you know, the 
whatever it was, 13 or 14 yards, you're not going to get anything from your pass catchers. And that's exactly what we saw here. And, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, these, these scores are insane, but just, just goes to show you, you, you got to be stacked in the low ball to, to give yourself a chance to success here. Yeah. And then what, I mean, Buffalo running backs, I don't see any of them in the top 10 here, but like, that's got to be pretty low as well. Obviously New England running backs did pretty well. Um, but yeah. Yeah. We, we can take over. But it was pretty, last yeah. week. And, and, um, you know, Coop's, Coop's just yelling at us. He is fired up. But um, when you look at the low ball, three of those were the New England and New England won. Like three QB wide receiver tight end, all in the low ball lineup, have a cumulative a little more than a half of a point, and they won the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one and a half. But yeah, no, I mean insane. Yeah, certainly the people who picked them, the people who picked those stat that stacks did not expect that game outcome. They expected it, you know, a, a low scoring. <laughs> Patriots offense kind of gets shut down by Buffalo's good D. Um, you know, it's super interesting to like hear people uh, opining on Twitter about how the Buffalo's defense is statistically one of the best in the league. And the teams that they've lost to are all power running teams and yeah. they beat Kansas city. They, they kind of revamped their defense to uh, play really well against, you know, high powered, high speed passing offenses. And then they're just getting beat by power run teams, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, New England, um, I forget the uh, Tennessee, uh, I forget the, the fifth one, but um, they, you know, they were, they're all like teams that are not interested in throwing the ball. There are teams that are going to pound it down your throat, uh, dominate the line of scrimmage and they're running nickel a ton. So, you know, I think that'll be interesting to take into consideration as you're building lineups going forward. But yeah, what a, what a nuts outcome for the low ball. Bob, what kind of odds can I get that Bills make the Super Bowl? Oh man, are you asking me what their Vegas odds are or what I, I think? We could, we could probably we could probably find it online, right? Yeah, I mean, I got five thirty eight up. Uh, five thirty eight. Well, five thirty eight tells me their chance to win is four percent. So, right, so make is probably about like nine to ten. Nine, yeah. I would take ten to one of them. I still think they are built to make a run in the playoff. And like those teams that you referenced, like which team are you scared of? of the uh, AFC playoff teams. Like, I don't know, Patriots, a lot of – Patriots the most interesting where across, like, the different odds books and stuff and projection systems have them anywhere between, like, 44% to make it to the Super Bowl and, like, 15%. Um, but, like, I think, you know, you get a normal weather game and Bills win that game majority of the time. Uh, Chiefs don't have the running game. Ravens don't have the running game. Titans, if Derrick Henry is healthy – chargers don't i mean like they're not a ground and pound game like they still match up well against most of the afc so uh i don't know i, I know there were a lot of people on twitter like posting and maybe it was more just click baby stuff but i wouldn't be too worried about the bills yeah yeah i i agree and i think that you know the other thing is if if you're getting dominated by run heavy teams because you're a nickel a lot that seems like a pretty easy adjustment to make next time you go play these ground and pound teams, but like, yeah, New England, I mean, you know, again, just looking at 538, cause I have it up 14% chance to win the Super Bowl. So that model gives them what, you know, 28, 30% chance to make the Super Bowl, maybe even a little higher than that. Cause they're going to be underdogs to Tampa or likely the NFC team. But 
Yeah, I mean, are you really picking Mac Jones to make the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl as a rookie? And, and, and you know, and a reasonably impressive rookie from a like ball control perspective, but not somebody who's can, shown an ability to go win a big game. Also, you're going to need that at some point. Bill Belichick has never won Coach of the Year is in, in his entire career has to be a lock for this year because you said like are you really picking mac jones to you know like go in the super bowl no you're picking bill belichick to go in the super bowl and holy storylines if we ended up getting a bill belichick versus tom oh, brady super bowl can you imagine can you imagine the that would just be the best and hey one of the one of the very possible outcomes for sure anything else on on week 13 shout out to gormanji who will be joining us for the live final, we pull up the main event leaderboard here. 166.82 points. It's close. Solid showing here. Got the Tampa stack. Jonathan Taylor and the, the, the Indianapolis running back coming through again. Good lineup. I think just all well-rounded. It's not like you had one position group that really blew it out of the out of the, like, out of the park here. Um, but, like, just all across the board. Like that 23 from a defensive standpoint is obviously very strong. You get the running back defensive correlation. Love that. Obviously QB tight end correlation. Love that. And then Thunder Horses have very strong waters. However, those Thunder Horses may be a low ball card this weekend because no Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams, um, Jalen Guyton, Josh Palmer. Oof. Donald Parham, Jared Cook. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Austin. Awesome. Those, are, and half those or... are tight ends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So not that... a great card for heading into this week. It's also the, I feel like it's too late in the year for buy. Sorry. I'm going to, about to go on a, I mean, late in my personal fantasy football league and Jonathan Taylor's on a buy and I need to, to win to get into the playoffs. It's like, it, it feels like it's too late. In the season to have buys, but anyways, no, no Indianapolis running back available this week either. Extended it one week, extended the buys one week because usually week thirteen. Uh, it just feels or, so late. Or week twelve is the final week for it. Yeah. Um, one week later. Yeah, I thought you know the only other interesting thing that I think you know, uh, Indy defense and Dallas defense ends up scoring the same. Dallas was a known commodity, but I really like the play here that a few people made to correlate the running back and the defense. Um, these, you know, like that is a that is a sharp play. If your if your running back is doing really well, that likely means that your team is ahead. It both likely, and then your running back's doing well, so you're scoring, forcing the other team to pass a bunch, which puts your defense in an advantageous position to generate sacks and turnovers. Now, our scoring system is a little bit more weighted to points allowed, and so that matters here a little bit more. But in general, love the uh, love the play to correlate the running back and defense and. You know, it ended up working out, getting kind of getting the tie, the same outcome as if you'd played Dallas, um, but still, still a pretty sharp play. And again, you know, one of those theory plays you can take going forward. Like it. Love it, love it. Anything else on week 13 that stood out to you guys? Yeah. So, uh, do we have the scoreboard? Do you have the leaderboard for Island of Misfit Toys there, Tej? I do. Look at the top there. Oh, look at this guy. MBL with a little little victory. There I didn't even go. know that. All right. So Shout props, out MBL. Good friend of the, the friend of the show. There friend, you go. Friend of the show. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, you only person to differentiate by going with the Thunder Horses there. No, same score though. He won it on Syria. Oh. 
and but three right, defenses. Yeah. Three defenses tied at 23, which is kind of an insane outcome uh, to begin with. But three defenses tied at 23, and he won it with the, the low score. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And we finally saw the George Kittle explosion that we've been waiting for all year. I mean, just, you know, an absolutely nuts game. Uh, kind of expected, uh, at least from an opportunity perspective, with Debo Samuel out for for the Niners. And then, you know, they just threw the ball to Kittle. He had a couple of great touchdown, like runs after catch sideline tiptoe. And uh, yeah, I mean, the kind of game that we we've seen a lot of from him though, you know, like three or four years ago and less of the last two years, but pretty exciting to, to see him kind of put up a number like that. And I mean, it was in a game that they lost, which is Kind of, you know, that's what we've always said that like, hey, when the Niners need to throw, that's when Kittle's most valuable. When they can run the ball, he gets used for blocking more and just, you know, they don't need that kind of game script. But yeah, a bit of, bit of a weird game. Not expecting Seattle, uh, San Francisco to put up 30 on San Francisco, but with the, their current offense. But and Adrian Peterson. I love, love when Adrian Peterson finds himself into the mix somehow every year. All day. Just, just love to see it. He's just trying to get an all-day all moment. Day. He needs to make sure that uh, you, you get the all-day in the final. Yeah, That's value right there. All righty. That'll do it for week 13. On to the next one. We've got Producer Coop Steelers and the Vikings on Thursday night. So should be uh, plenty of low-ball options coming out of that game. Shout out to Coop. Hey, I may, maybe maybe Pittsburgh tight end, though, could uh, could prove out there. But what are you guys thinking heading into this week, looking at the state of the marketplace right now? How are we approaching not just week 14, but the, the rest of the season here for TSC? Yeah. So um, I think first we can kind of talk through the playoffs aspect and maybe some implications from last week. Uh, I think the biggest one in my mind would be the Chargers-Bengals game. Uh, going into that game, you had Bengals is probably around like a 60 some percent chance of making the playoffs and Chargers were kind of on like the 40 percent side and uh, post that game it pretty much swapped. So right now, 538 has the Chargers up at 78 percent, almost 80 to the playoffs and Bengals down to 44. Uh, yeah, there you go. And uh, so I think that's where like that was a big win for the Chargers. It maybe wasn't completely expected, um, kind of a, a probably close to a coin flip going into it. But with them pulling that out, we can now safely project that the Chargers will make the playoffs. And those cards are definitely going to increase value, especially because that's a team that like, I don't know. I think that they have a combination of offense, defense, that they could make a run in the playoffs. Um, I really like just what they've been able to do. And like w- with that offense that Justin Herbert, just keep the ball moving and predominantly through the air. They just have a lot of weapons. And then what they're starting to get a little more healthy on defense, um, you know, which you know, probably been the Chargers' downfall for the past decade was health. Um, but if they can actually stay strong in that defensive side from a health perspective, I think that's a team that can make a run. Yeah, I completely agree. I was pretty sad to see my Bengals get just absolutely walloped uh, on national TV. Uh, puts us kind of on the wrong side of a coin flip or slightly on the wrong side of a coin flip of uh, making the playoffs. But you know, and I think if you're thinking about the the playoff competition and kind of similar to what we talked about last week, you know, maybe you're not someone who has, uh, you know, all of the cards, the complete set, or maybe you're someone who only has a few, but wants to try to play that playoff competition. I think, you know, 
the looking at some of these teams that have decent chances, kind of coin flips and taking shots and hoping that those teams make it to the playoffs. I think Bengals are someone who are a team, their cards might not be as cheap uh, Cincinnati cards going forward, just given the nature of like, that's still been a high powered offense. Um, but, you know, I'm looking down here at, at Washington now, 50% chance to make the playoffs six and six. I'm sure that you can get a bunch of Washington cards cheap. And if Washington were to make the playoffs, you're, you know, you, you know that they're running backs. Antonio Gibson uh, is, is a powerhouse. You know that they're, uh, there's a good chance that against some of these AFC teams, generally speaking, like kind of the, the higher scoring division right now, they're going to have to throw. So you could get Taylor Heineke. So I think, you know, th- looking at them, looking at, at potentially the Eagles as well, just some teams that you're, you're saying, hey, uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to give myself a chance, you know, cheaply to have a playoff roster. But that's probably the team that I'm looking at and most interested in right now. I think that's fair. Uh, I think an interesting one is the Titans. Um, right now, I mean, look, first off, look at their odds. So 97% to make the playoffs. Um, what is that? 92 to get the bye. Yeah, 20, still have a chance of getting the bye. Um, and a lot of it's be, well, A, they have such strong record. Had it early on, they have a pretty soft schedule. But the big things are that, obviously, right now, they don't have Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, or Derrick Henry. The team looks like a shell of itself. It's not putting up any points. And so I think we've seen in the marketplace, people are trying to sell those off. But this is a team that is almost a lock to make the playoffs. There's a report that Derrick Henry might be back in early January. A.J. Brown almost certainly would be back by the playoffs. Julio, I believe, will be back by the playoffs. Like, this is still a very strong team. And if we look at the marketplace, their wide receivers at $18 are the cheapest. And then running backs is even 39 so if you believe that Derrick Henry will be back for the playoffs, you have a team that could make a legit run based off their offense. And like if every game Titans wins, it's likely because Derrick Henry had a very good game. So that's the kind of thing where you're making a bet on. I'm hoping I'm expecting that the Titans end up making the Super Bowl because that's what I need to happen for this team to, to succeed. And if so, that's going to happen with Derrick Henry. And so that's probably one where I think I don't, I'm thinking from a playoff best ball that I've been doing like the underdog drafts and stuff. That's one where I've been getting some late value because I think people are still a little, you know, people are scared. People are um, risk adverse. And when they see that, like, he's not healthy now and he may not come back in the playoffs, a little up in the air. Like that. I hope Henry's back. I love, love, me, love some Derrick Henry in my life, especially playoff Derrick Henry. Cold but, uh, winter yeah, football. Uh, Imagine that, imagine Henry. trying to tackle him in the cold in the winter. And he's, so they say every year, and then he runs seven people over on his way to the end zone, and you're like, yeah, I don't want to have to imagine. Yeah. Oh. What else? And then, so New England is now the clear favorite for the bye. Um, I'm not sure how much this changes from a strategy element. I think it is interesting to play Patriots, but like Patriots could legit make the Super Bowl and still not end up in like the winning, you know, TOC playoff lineups just because they score so few points. Like it could be two NFC teams or something. So I think that's, that's an interesting dynamic. And if they get the buy, it's probably someone that if I was playing, I would just shy away from um, rather than try to kind of, kind of go heavy on them. Yeah. Justin, like, let me, let me push on that a little bit. I, I think it's really unlikely that they make the Super Bowl and none of their positions are optimal. Right. And so the question is, like, how much would you be willing to take one of your three builds if you had three builds in this playoff competition and not go 5-5-1? Five, because five, 5-5-1, five, five, five players from two different teams, and then kind of the third team that you have to pick somebody from, 
you're going to want to do that, you know, and just take hope that you get wildcard teams that make the Super Bowl because that's going to be your optimal. But would you would you would you use any of your three builds to try to differentiate a little bit for a scenario like the one you just described where New England makes the Super Bowl and you know if they make the Super Bowl, maybe their running back and their defense are really good. Uh, but the rest of their positions probably don't move the needle in a material way. Um, I could see you going Patriots running like New England running back as your as that flex, as that extra one. Um, I'm not wasting a defense on an on a loan because maybe they make it or something like that. Uh, it would definitely be interesting to say, like, hey, I think that you know Tampa and the Charger and LA, LA like are the two teams that I'm making a bet on. But also, like, it wouldn't be bad to throw in a New England running backs because now let's say LA plays New England, LA runs through their first two games, high scoring, plays New England. Maybe they even put up a decent amount of points but Patriots win, and now you still have, like, I don't know, the, the one position on that team that's really willing to put up some points. I could see it. Uh, I think it's just going to get very interesting for the playoff competition of how people decide to use those. And do they go 5-5-1, or do you go something like a you know 4-4-3 or something? Because this is a fairly like flat payout, too. So there is value just to make sure that, like, hey, you've got a decent amount of points in that Super Bowl that maybe, you know, it's actually more valuable to do like a four, four, three aspect. Yeah. And, and I think one of the interesting things that, that, you know, we will have uh, by the time that you're entering lineups, you're going to know exactly what the playoff brackets look like. And you're going to be able to game out. If, if I pick these two teams, how do I pick the one player from that's not going to play either of those teams in the second round? So there is going to be, and and that's absolutely something you should do, right? You shouldn't ever pick, the one position from a team that, you know, is going to have a second round matchup with either of the teams you pick, because you know that a player is never only going to get one game there or your five players are only going to get two games there. So like, that's never going to be optimal, but you are going to have all that information. So it'll be interesting to see. I think like Patriots one-off running back is something you could see a lot of if you have, you know, chargers or, or Ravens on the other side of that. But um, I, I'll be curious to see how much people differentiate from that five-five-one structure because I do think that that is a way to get different. That uh, you know most people probably will stick to five-five-one uh, for most of their entries, and so that that could give you some leverage and still being able to play the best plays and and be different uh, by one or two positions. Yeah, and I mean, if if you go with that, and like for whatever reason, like you and like it is very possible that a team that gets a buy makes it to the Super Bowl and then they have the same amount of games as a team that didn't get a buy and also doesn't make it to the Super Bowl and they still probably they each still could have had like three games um and so in that scenario like it may make sense to actually differentiate and that the one who the team that does win it all actually will have bits and pieces spread across because it's more valuable to let's say um trying to think I'm looking at the, let's see, who has a very mediocre. So let's say the you know Tennessee Titans actually made it to the Super Bowl. doesn't matter. You don't want their tight end. Their tight end has done virtually nothing this year. So you might want to actually go four tight ends. And instead of going with the tight end, I mean, sorry, four, four Tennessee. And instead of going with the Tennessee tight end, pick a random one that you think in two games might be able to score more 
than that Tennessee tight end who does nothing throughout the playoffs. So I think that's where there's going to be some additional strategy elements and why I think like for the most part, there's alternate ways to go, especially based on the teams you choose than just a five, five, one. Yep. I agree. Should be, should be interesting. Yeah. As we head into question here from T time, current floor price of LA national wide receiver comparable floor of the Joker. I think that that's likely just because the people that own those cards are probably using them in the contest and maybe not really looking to sell them. I wouldn't, you know, ju- judge too much. I think we said that there's only a couple that we're seeing on the marketplace. So the floor price isn't necessarily reflective of be- being equivalent to that, but that's been the consistent one of the best wide receiver cards all year. And low ask is not the same thing as a sale. Yeah, so exactly. because the low ask, because as TJ said, like I think what there's like maybe only five joke or like what was it? Uh, I think we just had it here. Five jokers in the market, eleven of the LA National, like there's just not the most supply because the people who have them want to play them and hold on to them. So when you do put it out there, because you don't have the most supply, you don't have really the most efficient market from a low ask. Uh, if you do want to like check the actual recent sales and that'll be a little more uh, accurate to what their market value is um, for whether a, an LA national wide receiver or a Joker wide receiver. Yeah. I agree with all that. Uh, trivia time, uh, Justin, uh, What's the highest scoring wide receiver card this year? I was going to go LA National. I know they've slowed right. down a bit. Okay. They're, they're the highest scoring. By how many points are they the highest scoring wide receiver card on average? Uh, um, per week, probably go like four and a half, five points. Five points. So for on, on average, five points uh, clear of second place, right? Yeah. And second place, which is Tampa, is three points clear of third place. So so I agree with all the things you just said, but also tea time, I think the answer is partially because if you have a joker wide receiver, you're going to play it as the LA national wide receiver but more year, often than not. But this year, like if, if I have a choice between the two, I'm obviously choosing a joker um because of og contest next year and such oh for sure for sure yeah. right and i i agree that joker is more valuable because it gives you that optionality but i can understand why the price of the la wide receiver is close to it yeah. because it is the card that you're going to pick to play most often right agreed agreed yeah big big season and i was just looking at all the possessions that's the biggest gap for sure Aside from Can- well, Kansas City tight end also, but uh, that and LA wide receiver, biggest like gaps from top to second. It's likely only going to increase over the next few weeks because of, from a weather situation. Um, LA playing at home in that dome, you know, prevents them from having to worry about those Buffalo style games that we saw Monday night, um, and that's a that's a, that's a major advantage for uh, especially for like a. I don't know, not fastest show on turf anymore, but still a very high-powered offense. Yeah, we got Rams-Ravens in Week 17 in Baltimore, so it could be a little chilly, uh, Baltimore in January. But, I mean, Rams-Ravens, that's going to be one of the highest total games on the slate, most likely. Baltimore's offense hasn't looked great the last couple weeks, but that's likely going to be a high total game, something you can easily project into a shootout in Week 17. So not not like their matchup is daunting for the big finals Week 2. Uh, to not play LA national players. Yeah, and that, that is a that, that stadium has one of those heated um, is one of those heated stadiums. So if there is snow, like melts quickly. So 
it's not the same as the Buffalo stuff, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Cool, cool. What do you have, Buck? Yeah. You have a marketplace values. What do you want? Yeah, to we got our we got our marketplace value sheet. So let me uh, let me Let's toss that up onto the screen. Um, first, Justin, while I'm pulling that up, any uh, any games that are kept- <laughs> <laughs> he must have hit the wrong button. <laughs> well, I, I think you're saying like, any games that are catching your eye for this week. There you go. That's my. Uh, I clicked yes. the leave studio instead yeah. of the top share button like an idiot. That's okay. Been there, done that. Um, Tampa Bay Buffalo, of course it is. Um, and uh, obviously, like especially after what we've seen out of Buffalo recently, like both those teams are going to want to pass. Well, I don't know. I guess technically we've seen Leonard Fournette have such a- active, like high usage and the way to beat Buffalo is theoretically on the ground, but I don't think Tampa is going to go away from their offense. Um, I think that it's just going to be a high scoring game. And I love Buffalo wide receivers in this game. Um, you know, just the way to beat kind of Tampa is in the air. Um, Dawson Knox had a tough game. I don't think they're going to not go to him after last week. Um, but like, I think this is the chance to kind of get your wide receiver core clicking. They had Stevon Diggs with like the big week last week or two weeks ago. Um, so would love to see that. And then kind of, you know, throw in some of the others, even Gabriel Davis started increasing his usage last night, even though I think he only ran about like almost 10 routes or something or something low. Um, but uh, still had like what multiple end zone targets. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other one, obviously uh, LA, LA goats at, uh, at Arizona. I mean, those are the two games totaled over 50 right now at 54 or 53 and a half, 51 and a half, nothing else over 48 and a half. So those are kind of clearly the two highest total games from Vegas. And, you know, the weather situation that you just talked about, the like uh, the, the Rams Cardinals game is going to be a super competitive and important one for playoffs and everything. So, you know, both teams are going to come to play. So uh, super yeah. excited. I will throw, I think the game that I'm sneaky most interested in from a playoff implication is Cincinnati, San Francisco. Uh, this is very close to a winner go home situation. So 538 has that if Cincinnati wins, they go from 44% to 50. No, it's going crazy. Uh, 44% to 58. If 49ers win, it, they go. 538 is spazzing right now, but they go from 62 down to like a little less than 50. Uh, so I think that's one of the games where like, hey, they both really need to win that game. Um, we've seen that their offense can really get high powered. I don't think Elijah, actually, I'm pretty sure Elijah Mitchell will not be playing concussion protocol plus is having some leg injuries. Uh, so maybe we see that be a bit more of an air raid by both teams. Um, would love to see that. Would love to see kind of a I think it's just so fun to watch the Bengals play, um, but it'll be an interesting game. Yeah, I agree. It is fun to watch the Bengals play, except when they're getting embarrassed like they were last week. But, but like, even their offense gave them a chance. Like, they came back yeah. in that game almost um, just because they, they, they kept firepower. scoring. They just couldn't they get a firepower. firepower. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Um, so, yeah, so we'll pivot to uh, – oh, sorry. Justin, I was going to say the Bengals defense that we were worried about going into the season is now coming like what we're actually seeing. Maybe that they actually started looking good at the beginning of the season was a bit more of a mirage. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. So looking at kind of some of our marketplace values, I think, um, you know, uh, the, the thing that, you know, not a ton of stuff jumps out, you know, not surprisingly, people continue to get more efficient and, and the uh, higher, higher projected quarterback plays are, are higher priced, uh, the New Orleans one definitely jumps out to me. I mean, 
We saw last week the Taysom Hill effect when he had 100 yards rushing and had two touchdowns and ended up as one of the higher scoring uh, quarterbacks on the slate. Uh, is this is, is that something you would be interested in going back to this week? It's a little concerning that uh, – so, A, he says the finger is still not right, so that scares me a little. I believe Alvin Kamara is going to play again, so that gives him a bit more of kind of weapons in the backfield, um, yeah. which – could be a positive from an efficiency standpoint. Um, I'm not the most excited about it. Um, I mean, it is the Jets. And that's the reason to be excited. It is the Jets. And Taysom is shown Taysom. he's going to be effective when he gets reps because he's just so so good. Taysom can ball. play a terrible, terrible <laughs> real-life football game and score 25 fantasy points. That's yeah. right. But it's like the same reason why – I mean, like what? So Carolina, we got Cam back. Going against Atlanta, I believe it is. Love that matchup. But the points that like a Cam Newton and a Taysom put up from like the scoring on the ground, and then like it's just not as important as uh, some of the air raids because six points is six points for a touchdown. So that gives me a little hesitation. Um, and I think the other thing is just you've got some big shootouts in like Arizona, Tampa, Buffalo, LA. Like all four of those could be very, very high scoring. That's where I'd probably want to kind of. Um, focus my marbles yeah yeah completely agree i don't think i'm playing uh, new orleans over those just again you know kind of thinking about if if i don't have access to those top cards Taysom last week ended up kind of fifth in quarterback scoring and you know fifth in quarterback scoring can get you uh can certainly get you into the cash if not uh to the top of the leaderboard so yeah it's not bad any other, I mean, you called out uh, Carolina from a like dollar per point perspective, by far the cheapest, just because they're the only quarterback priced under $10 here. I- I'm a-, a bit surprised that like people, I mean, it's not a great week for them in the low ball, but like it's Cam. He could put up a low ball worthy number every week. That's true. Talk to me about Dallas, because um, Dallas is playing against Washington, doesn't have the highest game total. Uh, Washington's defense been on the up and up like they've actually started looking a little better the last few weeks um do we think these projections are just heavily based off like the first half of the you know washington's game or is there yeah they they definitely are waiting more they're waiting for full season and not recent this is probably this could be one of those projections that we kind of bring down a little bit um because you're right washington's defense while looking terrible for the first you know seven or eight weeks has looked pretty good the last three or four. I know last week and somebody in the chat was kind of calling that out and a- absolutely right. So, you know, I think like Dallas is a, one of those teams that is going to have, uh, you know, it's going to, it has offensive weapons across multiple positions. Uh, and so, you know, if they're not having success on the ground could see uh, their quarterback starting uh, Dak having a, a pretty good game. Sounds good. Um, we are just getting word that someone bought a Joker wide receiver. So I know, I know whoever it is. You're in chat. I want to hear who it is. Shout let's out give to you, let's give you a shout is. out. <laughs> Maybe it was tea time. Maybe it was, um, I hope so. All right. What else? So, yeah. Got? So switching to running backs here. I mean, the the kind of standout value here right now is Detroit. This is not adjusted yet for DeAndre Swift. Uh, late news today, looking unlikely he's going to play. So assuming he doesn't play, we'll definitely bring this projection down some. Um, you know, I, there's not a, a ton here uh, that stands out. I, I would say the Carolina one definitely does to me uh, for the same reason that you just kind of talked about Cam and like the potential upside of the matchup. And I mean, they haven't 
you know, they haven't given McCaffrey the, the run that uh, he had been getting previously, but it feels like he hasn't had that massive game that, he, oh, wait, no, excuse me, he's out. Isn't he That's done? right. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, yeah. they've like got Ch- it's now Chubba myself. Hubbard and Amir Abdullah are sharing the yeah the they're just rocking a, a committee now. Uh, so for Detroit though, I don't know I, that Detroit that's got to go down a whole bunch. Even if DeAndre Sip still plays, um, they're projected I think to only score about seventeen seven and eighteen and a half points. I think mean, that's going to be an ugly game. So I would definitely shoot those down, and I would not be uh, persuaded by the low price here. Um, I think that's just going to be an ugly one. At the top end, um, let's see. New Orleans, you've got Kamara coming back. Denver should be the back to Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. The two of them, I mean, what, if Denver can actually get out to a lead in this game, um, that's the one going against Detroit, that's probably my under-the-radar kind of favorite play of the week from a running back situation. Yeah, seven and a half point home favorites. I mean, a- anything against Detroit, jam yeah. it in there. It seems like a solid play and reasonable price to pick up for the week. Yeah. We've got to get more people going to Bachman's house during the show because then we get to talk more, TJ, because he has to keep going on mute. <laughs> yeah, hooligans, oh. I tell you. Just just having a, having a good old time over there. This is what happens when you're married and you have no say over what happens ever. <laughs> It's okay. At least one person there, I'm pretty sure, is in TOC. So, uh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that's right. That means he's here laughing, not watching the show. (laughs) All right. What else do we got? Let's go to wide receiver. All right. So, wide receivers, uh, interesting to see Minnesota at the top here. Um, Yeah, no feeling. Kind of surprising. And yeah, not adjusted for Theo. And I definitely think that sh- that'll bring that down a little it's bit. It's crazy. There's so many injuries every single week. It's hard to yeah. keep every up week. with all of this. That's but, the Thursday yeah. night game tomorrow as well. That's so right. not not yeah, the we, biggest thing. If the projections are a little off there, give some right. people uh, who are playing the Thursday night football contest a little edge there. But oof, Justin Jefferson might have a big game tomorrow night. Oh, and yeah. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh popping as well. Thursday night, yeah, cards are I, popping. So. I think producer Coop would approve. Go out there, stack up Pittsburgh. That's actually really interesting. So usually we're seeing like Thursday night games, especially with Thanksgiving, like being bought up. That Pittsburgh wide receiver at twenty five dollars. I'm like, you're like that's a must buy because there's a very you know decent chance that that ends up being a very high score and going against Minnesota, a team that you just turn into shootouts. Um, and uh, that, yeah, that, that seems like too way too much of a value given the Thursday night information. Yeah, and, and I mean Deontay's Deontay's been a monster. Um, so I, you know, definitely like this is a card that coming into the season we were like the the talent of the wide receiver core is there. Can Ben do anything with it? He hasn't uh, done much this season, but I definitely think he looks bad. Hey, he, looks he got really he got bad. the win, but man, he, yeah. he doesn't look great. It's tough but, out there. Yeah, but Thursday night. Thursday night action. Other than that, a lot of the the usual suspects. People aren't selling the the top notch wide receivers at at very cheap prices. Is kind of what we're seeing here, especially when those are playoff teams. And I mean, you yeah. look across the board. Minnesota. The reason why it's so much cheaper than others, even though Minnesota wide receiver has been a strong card, is right now kind of on the outside looking in for the playoffs. Still have a chance, but it's uh it's not looking great. Dallas, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Arizona, Green Bay, all looking great, and then uh. 
Interesting there. So we talk about more New, New York Jets. Um, Corey Davis is going to be on the IR, but Elijah Moore has looked fantastic as a wide receiver for the Jets. I guess that game could just be a bit of a sneaky shootout um, for just kind of two not so great teams, um, but able to kind of get the ball going there. I just don't trust Zach Wilson, but um, who knows? Maybe the numbers don't lie. Yeah. All right. Uh We'll jump to tight end here. Apologies. I, I think that the team's watching a musical behind me or something. So, uh, yeah. So, so here's what top? we see. I'm sorry. Who's at the top of the tight ends? Oh yeah, surprisingly, uh, it's the Kansas City. The, the up there, man. Gronk, free Gronk. Gronk greater than Kelsey. God, I mean, just killing it on a it's per a game basis he's within a point of Kelsey on the season um and doesn't look like he's slowing down at all with no Antonio Brown i think it also allows Gronk to get a bit more of that usage and uh even playing a bit more over the middle um so you know no no question that Tampa continues to be one of the top ones here i think the reason why it's down a bit from a projection is Buffalo still has that very strong defense, especially in the air. Uh, so it'll be some interesting matchups there, uh, but still just a tough matchup. Uh, Cleveland is having some tight end issues as well. I believe Harrison Bryant will not be playing. So they're down to just the Hooper and Njoku situation. Um, we'll definitely keep an eye on that, but just that uh, their wide receivers are even worse and that propels their tight ends up a bunch. Uh, Las Vegas, this uh, I assume accounts for Waller playing, but I don't think that's the case. I haven't actually seen whether it's going to be Morrow or Waller this week. Yeah, it, th- this is not adjusted if Waller is out. Okay. Do we know? I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, so we'll keep tapping that. And yeah, San Francisco, uh, this going against Cincinnati, Cincinnati can put up the points. This could be in no Debo still no running game has someone put in chat. Yeah. They brought in Brian Hill to help complement what I think it's, uh, Jeff Wilson and then Michael hasty are their running backs. So, uh, we could see San Francisco needing to pass. And, uh, if they're passing Kittle could be the main target there if they need to play catch up. So, that's probably that. That's probably one of the most uh, valuable ones, especially after last week from an upside stance. Your Thunder yeah. horses are an interesting value play for for this week. You talked about the Ooh. the wide receivers that are all out. They're already yeah. popping decently. I think I that, that that might be a, a nice little pickup, at least for the short term. Love that. Love that. Yeah, because if they have no wide receivers to pass to, and you do have two, they may play a bit more two tight end sets with Jared Cook and Donald Parham. And uh, we know that, like, I mean, yeah, Jared Cook's old, but gosh, that catch he had three, four weeks ago, jumping up triple coverage, like still extremely impressive. And then for those of us who are big XFL fans, I know that's pretty much everyone in this chat because let's go. Uh, Donald Parham was an absolute beast in the XFL. Uh, Like they leveraged him as their number one option. Um, and, uh, I, I think we could, you know, th- th- this would be a great, uh, unleashing of, uh, of big Don if we got a chance. Yeah. It's an interesting week where a lot of the best tight ends have kind of poor on paper tight end matchups and some of the kind of less good tight end positions like Cleveland have great on paper tight end matchups. And so, uh, Waller, I just looked, did not practice today. Uh, the kind of the the West Coast uh, practice reports came in. So uh, assuming he's not going to play, then, you know, we'll definitely kind of knock down Las Vegas TE a little bit here. Yeah, I think that makes sense. 
there's just so many opportunities for low ball for tight end. Like there's legit six, eight teams that just don't use their tight end position like at all. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. The one other that uh, I think that jumped out to me was Denver. Uh, just, you know, they haven't really featured Fant yet, but from a talent perspective and him and Albert O are there and playing the lions, like the lions aren't good at anything. So I definitely think that's an interesting one. Like they certainly want to run the ball, but you know, you find yourself kind of down early in a fluky game script and throw the ball more. And you could see Denver, uh, Denver kind of outperforming this pretty significantly. So, so many mouths to feed. Um, like they extended Tim Patrick, they extended Cortland Sutton. They're obviously going to keep Jerry Judy for a bit. And then you've got the two running back situation. And then we throw in fans and Alberto, like it's just, and obviously, and, not the greatest passer, you know, who's delivering the ball to them. It's just a tough, tough offense to really get to eat. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, like from the talent wise, fans and Alberto are fantastic. But. All right. Let's touch on defense quick and then maybe we can check out some prize pick stuff for tomorrow night. See what we're looking at. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. I mean, nothing I think really jumps out at defense. Carolina is the, the, you know, the best, one of the best values on paper and might be, definitely an offense you want to attack in Atlanta, but uh, in general, there's just, you know, uh, the, the best defenses, uh, you know, continue to be, uh, to be the best. I think Denver's the one I'd be excited about playing on this list. Yep. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm just thinking through like thinking ahead who the matchups are going to be. Um, we should probably at some point have like a week 17 show, um, you know, just a big final show. Maybe it'll be the week before, but I just want to at least get the people watching like a heads up. And once we're catching this afterwards, that like we're probably eventually going to have that. So uh, if you're if, if you're one of those ones who wants to do the research before we do with regards to matchups and how important that week is, you better start prepping now because uh, we're going to we're going we're gonna to unload that because that's where I think matchups are going to be huge. And I think people will start planning. Well, I know a lot of people have already started planning, but definitely we'll start the majority of the week or two before. Yeah, uh, I think that I, I agree with all of that. Just quickly looking at the schedule, I think the four kind of four of the best defenses in the league, Bears have the Giants, Patriots have the Jags, Bucks have the Jets. And Bills have the Falcons. I mean, Patriots, I think uh, Jags, yeah, oh. Patriots, Jags, and and you know, I mean, who knows? They might have the body wrapped up by then. Uh, but mm, I mean, yeah. all all of those are just uh, you know, really. Uh, Giants Bears is a little bit less lopsided just because the giant the Bears offense doesn't project to be good enough to like really put them in terrible position, but. Uh, the other three are all going to be huge favorites with good defenses playing uh, bad quarterbacks. And like, are we going to see Matt Ryan starting for the Falcons in Week 17? Yeah. Who's uh, who's home for Patriots Jags? Uh, pa- Patriots Jags is in New England. Oh God! First a rookie quarterback. Like, <laughs> yikes! Yeah, that's that could be bad. It's going to be Good, 10 uh, degrees. Yeah, that's <laughs> that. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a great card for week seven. Trevor Lawrence isn't hasn't ever seen anything but California and South Carolina. He's not gonna know what ten degrees feels like. Live final, sixteen entries. How many of them don't play New England? <laughs> be interesting. It's such an easy way to differentiate and such a terrible decision to do so. Ooh, the game theory, the gameplay, it's fun. I like it. 
We definitely will have to do a week 17 deep dive. I think that would be fun. All right. Wrapping up the show here. As always, we're going to shout out to our friends over at Prize Picks. If you have not already, definitely go in there, sign up, promo code TOC. You get up to $100 deposit bonus when you make your first deposit. We've been crushing it in there, having a good time with it. And we definitely got to uh, get some some action on Coop and his Steelers tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Should, bring, should we bring producer Coop on to get his, his yes. unique Pittsburgh yes. perspective? Let's do it. Let's, producer Coop. Let's play fade producer Coop. Join, join, Once we join get to sh- yeah, yeah. show off the purple light. There it is. How's it going, Coop? Got to have the purple light. I don't, I don't know. It's only taking you guys 14 weeks and zero purple lights in the background. But, uh, you know, I'm holding it down behind the scenes with my nice purple light that absolutely nobody can see except for me. You literally think the wife would allow a purple light in this just open area I'm in right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's probably not the negotiation you're going for, Justin. So I totally agree. I can't even get like a shelf or a jersey or something on the wall. <laughs> White walls That's, only. The best I can do is just hold these things on the floor. <laughs> Always just next to them. <laughs> Sleeps with that thing right next to him. For just sure. one prop. He's only got one move. He's, He's only got, got one, one move. move. <laughs> Literally got one move. All right, let's see what these props are. I mean, this okay. game is. It could be nine six, or it could be twenty nine twenty six. It's just like who knows where the heck this game's gonna go. So starting off, we've got Minnesota three and a half point favorite, forty three and a half total. Uh, so so Dylan is out, and Cook is iffy. Did I see that right? That is correct. And uh, Cook is trending out, right? Yeah, he's. I was going to say, he's he's questionable, didn't practice. So I think it's unlikely he plays. I kind of wish it was a little more questionable because, like, so you can't bet a Dalvin. You can't make a, you know, pick a Dalvin one. There's none of that. But there is Madison. And uh, the Madison is kind of based off is like, like he's going to play. And obviously, Dalvin's not. But like, if there was any chance Dalvin plays, I would have loved this under just because of like that potential. But I was doing some, and all, all reports look like Dalvin probably won't play. Yeah, I mean, the the, the 2 p.m. update on Roto World says gotten a pair of limited practices, true game time decision. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, because that's if, – if that is a, you know, that is a hammer over if he's out – or not a hammer over, but that's a strong over if he's out, but it's a hammer under if he's in uh, – and the question is, are you going to beat prize picks to uh, to the line when they announce? Man, I also think, though, the Steelers could just get behind here and they could just run every play. And, I mean, the Steelers, knowing where we are after last week, are just due to be flat-out atrocious this week. Um, emotional win over, over rival Baltimore, short week, basically no chance to move on to the playoffs. If they're going to run the ball and run the ball with any sort of steam – they might just run over our defense. Minnesota, you're saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, because the way to beat Minnesota is through the air. Like, that's where you know, teams kind of have their way. So if I was on the Pittsburgh side, I probably would want to do it through the air. And that is what the numbers kind of show us as well. Um, we about to jam go Pittsburgh with, overs? Like, maybe we go with, like, a game script that, like, Madison does just run all over. We have seen in games that, like, uh, Dalvin misses. Like, Madison just absolutely dominates. And so we assume Dalvin won't play. We put the Madison over, and then we maybe put some Pittsburgh pass catchers to catch up. Yeah, I like that. 
right, I'm looking good. here. I also think Pittsburgh is just one of the worst. I mean, we just have no line to run, so we eventually have to pass at the end of the day. Yeah, Ben's, Ben's got only a few games left in the in the career. It's just gonna let him go out, go out swinging. All right, so here's the number one that jumps out to me for you. Prime youth. Yes. It's the guy who wants to boy. Take the over on Muth. Um, Progenitive difference is pretty strong. Raw is only seven, but like from, you know, I think that's a decent play there if we're going to be getting some overs here. Um, probably want to stack with a Ben and a, how do you feel about Deontay? Yeah, my thing with Deontay is it's always just after the catch work most of the time, right? Where he's going to need 10 plus targets, 10 targets to, and, and maybe break a couple slants. But I, I'd rather, I'd rather see the volume and see if he can do it versus trying to get, you know, four, four targets to Claypool all 25 yards down the field and just throwing up prayers and praying he can come down with something. So I'd rather go Deontay. Yep. I like that. Okay. Um, let me, uh, let me stop screen. I'll go over to the prize picks here. The people are going to be coming coming after you, Coop, if, if our Steelers don't get the over here one time. I like Big it. Ben, nothing like jamming Big Ben overs right now. Let's go. Love All right, it. and now we're going. I think Madison we're going to go over. Yeah, but I think it was. Fantasy score was, was fantasy the points, edge. Yeah. The biggest edge. Yeah, there we go. I was just looking for fantasy score. Um, Madison, and we go over. Now this is a four baller. Um, do you do we want to go with a three out of four? I, I think we gotta go three out of four here. I mean, this game is this get, this could get a little wild. I think we go three out of four here. I like that. I like that. We're still getting our three x out. I mean, we're still getting our five x out of it. Um, yeah. Don't get to get on the wheel though. But no, oh, we can still we can still get on the wheel. Oh no, you can't, Coop. Well, if we get four, you can still have got to hit all four. What do you mean? That's very correct. That's we right. Still hit four. Yes. If we uh, we we can win without getting on the wheel. Guys, we got to get on the wheel here. That, that's the oh. whole reason why we play the game. <laughs> There's only exactly. so many few cards left. We got to earn them. Got to win them. Exactly. No, it's not going to be quite as exciting as last week's giveaways, but we'll do our best. <laughs> Yeah, Friday show, Bach and I are going to have to bring a little bit of energy just because uh, not sure. sure that our giveaways are going to meet the muster of, of, la- of last week's 15 grand worth of giveaways. But <laughs> Well, maybe Bach won't be dead this time either. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, man, I did not feel good. I was really rallying. I should have put some bourbon in my tea. That was really the thing I was missing for Friday's giveaway show. But You were totally fine, man. Totally a flu game. You showed up. You were there. Grinded it out. We got, we got the job flu done. Game. There you go. Well, Bach, uh, Anthony Reagan gave a $10 super sticker, so you can go get some bourbon to put in your tea for Friday's show. I don't know what that means, but I'm excited <laughs> yeah. about it. Thanks, Anthony. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. Thanks for joining us this evening. We'll be back next week, as always, and maybe even talking a little bit NFL all day soon, as we're expecting that to be dropping from the Dapper Labs team any day now. There you go. Anthony Reagan is T-Man, our winner from last week. Oh. We will see you in Miami. We'll have a bourbon together. I'm excited. Excellent. Excellent. All right. That'll do it. So on behalf of Justin, Bach, and producer Coop, I'm TJ. We'll see you guys next time.